This is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. Well, we read in the scripture that Mary pondered these things in her heart. I'm sure she had so many things that she pondered. And yes, perhaps she knew that Jesus would change everything, and he did, didn't he? On the night Jesus was born in Bethlehem, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Well, the angels had the distinct privilege of declaring the good news about Jesus. The Son of God has come. Heaven has come to earth. God sent His one and only Son, the Messiah, Jesus, who was born in Bethlehem. And He brings peace on earth. What does that mean? Well, the peace, this peace refers to the peace of salvation that God gives us through faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. But it also could refer to the personal peace that God brings us and the interpersonal peace that brothers and sisters in Christ enjoy because of Jesus. Peace in our relationship with God the Father and peace in our relationships with other people. So Christmas time is a good time to rebuild relationships that have been damaged by a broken world and our broken lives. Christmas time is a good time to rebuild some of those relationships. Christmas was not a very happy time for me when I was growing up. My, my childhood home was, was full of strife and full of chaos and, and abuse. My, my mother was a, was a dedicated alcoholic for most of her adult life. And, and my dad drank just about every weekend too. So Christmas was was just another excuse for them to drink beer and get drunk and, and pick a fight with somebody in the family. As a result of all of that, I have so many broken relationships in my family. It's really very sad, and it's very hard. It's hard, especially at Christmas time. But Jesus came and lived his life and died in my place so that he could rescue me from an empty way of life and rescue me from my sin and help me to live in peace with God and, and, and learn at least how to live at peace with other people. The Bible tells us that one of the secrets to strong and healthy relationships is humility. And of course, Jesus himself is the, the perfect picture and the perfect example of humility, isn't he? But addressing us, the Bible says... And 1 Peter 5, clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. 
I wish I could say that I've managed all my relationships with humility, but that just isn't true. I, I haven't. And, and I, have, I have felt reluctant to preach this sermon on Christmas Eve, any Eve for that matter. I mean, it's just a hard message to preach because I still have a lot of relationships that need work myself. It takes a lot of grace to clothe yourself with humility. That takes grace. It's not something that we can do naturally in the flesh. It's not easy to, to put on humility. We need Jesus. We need His grace. We need His power. We need His love. We need His help. And Luke 2.14 is still ringing in my ears. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people He favors. It's easy to see that God wants His people to live in peace with one another. And I believe there are some really solid steps that we can take in humbly restoring a damaged relationship. The first of all is just ask God for help. Just ask Him for help. James 4, 6 says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to those who are humble enough to ask for help. Grace is what God offered us when He sent Jesus to the manger in Bethlehem. And grace is what God offered to us when He sent Jesus to the cross and Grace is what God offered us when Jesus came out of the grave alive. And so there's an abundance of grace available. Ask for more. Ask for help. Ask God for His help in, in repairing that fractured relationship. You know the one that you're thinking about right now? That one. <laughs> Ask God for His help in, in rebuilding that, restoring that fractured relationship. Another step we can take is to affirm their value. Romans 12.10, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. I mean, can you imagine what your family life would be like, what your church life would be like if everybody in your bubble took great delight in honoring each other? Can you imagine what Christmas would be like at your house if everybody at your house took great delight in, in honoring each other? I mean, they're tripping over each other trying to outdo one another in honor, oh, that'd be, a, that'd be a wonderful house to be in this Christmas. Uh, that'd be a great business to work for. That'd be a church you'd want to be part of. That'd be a life you'd want to live, right? Where people were honoring each other and esteeming each other and holding each other in high honor and high respect. Ask God for help. And then show that person, him or her, some respect by simply saying, you matter to me, you know, you're valuable to me, this relationship that we have is important to me, and I want to do everything I can to make it better. Affirm them. Value them. And then, acknowledge your responsibility and repent of your sin. Hmm. Galatians 6.5 For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Okay. Each one of us is responsible for the way we conduct ourselves in our relationships with other people. And we, we cannot build strong, healthy relationships without accepting that responsibility. It belongs to you. It belongs to me. The message of Christmas is not just about mangers and presents and candy and tinsel. It's about living in peace with God and living in peace 
with the people of God, to, with the people He favors. Remember Luke 2.14, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to people He favors. And as long as we're blaming each other and shifting the blame, we'll never fix that relationship and there will be no peace. Stop shifting the blame, accept responsibility, and repent of any sin that may be mixed in with that. Next, allow them to be human. Humility recognizes that nobody is perfect. None of us are perfect. And so, Colossians 3.13, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Cut them some slack. I think that's... That's a, a good way to say, make allowance for each other's faults. Cut them some slack. They're, they're only human. Everybody makes mistakes. If you don't cut them some slack, if you don't allow them to be human, you're going to have a, a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad Christmas and an even worse New Year. And last but not least, adjust to their needs. Adjust to their needs Adjusting to the needs of someone else may mean that I have to surrender some of my own preferences, some of my own aspirations, my own likes, my own desires, my own dreams. And I don't want to do that. I'm not wired that way naturally. None of us are. In fact, we're very selfish. It's quite the opposite. We're much too selfish for this. It takes a massive amount of humility for husbands to accommodate the needs of their wives. And it takes a huge amount of, of, of humility for wives to accommodate the needs of their husbands. And most of the time, I don't want to adapt to your needs. I want you to adapt to mine. That's just the way it works. Because we're so selfish. But again, the Bible speaks to our deep brokenness directly when it says in Philippians chapter 2, Don't be selfish. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Isn't that difficult? Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Adjust to their needs. Don't be selfish. Be humble. Take an interest in them. Hmm. That's exactly what Jesus did. That's exactly what Jesus did. He emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in a manger in Bethlehem. That's the Christmas story. But he also humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. That's the crucifixion story. And you can't really tell one without the other. They go together. We need them both. The Christmas story without the crucifixion story is just a, it's just a nice story. It's a, it's a Christmas card. It's a holiday. Jesus was born at Christmas so that he could go to the cross and be crucified and, and pay for our sins and die in our place. Th th those two stories go together, Christmas and crucifixion. They're one story. And both of them, both of them required Jesus the king of heaven, to adjust to our needs, our need of a savior. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave, he sacrificed, he sent his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. 
He loves you. God loves you. He sent his son, Jesus, to prove just how much he loves you and how much he wants to have a relationship with you and how much he, he wants you to have a relationship, a strong and healthy relationship with other people in the body of Christ. As Mary pondered these things in her heart, as she pondered the birth of Jesus and watched him sleeping in the manger in Bethlehem, she knew that he would change everything, and he has. God's love through the manger and the cross and the empty tomb is the basis, it's the source, it's the foundation for every relationship that gets restored, rebuilt, or repaired in the lives of believers like us. It is only when God is in His rightful place of rule in our hearts that people are in their proper place in our lives. It's only when God is in His rightful place of rule in our hearts that people are in their proper place in our lives. And so... If you want to repair or rebuild some relationships with people this Christmas, make sure that God is on the throne of your heart first. Put Him first, first, and allow Him to do what only He can do. And He will. Father, it's really hard to imagine how difficult it must have been for Mary but today we thank you for the simple obedience that Mary and Joseph displayed when they traveled such a long distance when Mary was pregnant. It, it, it really is a reminder to us of how an extraordinary God will use simple, ordinary people like us to accomplish His plans and His purposes. We're grateful for that today and we... We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.